ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to an all-new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. Is this our most recent match we've ever covered? So this match took place eight years ago. Right? This, Am I, have we covered this, one that happened past 2015? This very well could be. I'd have to. I'll have to go back and look at our records here. But yeah, we've uh, we've got a few actually. I know if this isn't, we've got one coming up that will be. And so yeah, we're kind of uh, trying to avoid. I uh, not avoid, but you know, this not necessarily what the show's about. But um, you know, wanted to you know do some of these and kind of get you know. There's a reason to talk about these, so that's why we're doing some of this stuff. Well, and the thing is, when when I first saw this, I'm like, man, we're like covering a recent match. And then I'm like, dude, it was almost 10 years ago. God. Yeah, that's the other thing of like, you know, we think of what NXT is now. Like, you're going to say it like this show is like at full sale. Like there was, you know, maybe 500 people in the room. Like this was, you know, what we think of takeovers now of literally selling out like stadiums. Like this is a different time. And so, you know, reason to talk about it, though, for sure. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Is there is there any reason in particular you picked this or just hate? Yeah, I, so this is what, of course, like we are finally, uh, you know, closer than it feel, you know, very close to, uh, you know, WrestleMania at this point. You know, we got a few weeks here still, but, uh, you know, there, not a whole lot between now and then. You know, we've got Elimination Chamber is actually this week, and so we'll have some stories set up after that, but that's you know that's really it you know we've got you know six weeks until wrestlemania at this point and so um i felt that this one though it was there's so many storylines like what you know floating out around there about the the women charlotte's return like what is sasha mercedes doing nowadays that i felt that it would be go it'd be good for us to kind of go back take a look at like okay like you said, it was almost 10 years ago. Like we got to spend a little bit of time talking about this because there's things happening that people just need to kind of be aware of. So yeah. Dude, I'm, I I got a lot to talk about during this one. I'm, I'm glad you picked this. I'm really looking forward to it. So let's get right yep. into the build. Oh, it's time for the build. So we're at the full sale. I don't what what did they what did they call this? Like they would always just say full sale university okay, on TV. They, but they, like, there was no name for it. It wasn't the Thunderdome or I mean, right? It was it was just full word full sale. Like it wasn't NXT not before the anything. Not before the pandemic, you know, then they started yeah. calling it the Thunderdome. But yeah, I they I it's just their TV studio. Like they, you know, yeah, they just kind of where they had it set up. Got it. Okay. So I, I I was trying to rack my brain on that one. So February 11th, 2015. And again, dude, eight years ago, my God, uh, about 400 people fit in, in these uh, tapings, man, you just look at this card and, and there's a couple things that jump out of you. First of all, these NXT rosters were just loaded. The matches were awesome. 
um, you know, just some some big names. And then, of course, my favorite part about these shows, they weren't 12 hours long, you know, two yep. hours, neat and tidy. Um, we'll, we'll talk about NXT then versus now during the match. But um, uh, there was a about dark- NXT forever. Yeah, there was a dark match. All right. Against Enzo and Cat <clears throat> against Aiden English and Simon Gotch. And dude. Enzo and Cass were over, okay? Oof, over yeah. In NXT, over when they got on the main roster. I I think I was there the night they debuted on the main roster. I think it was a Raw after WrestleMania. Place went nuts. And 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 I always... It was uh, the promo against the Dudley Boys, yeah. Yes, and, and the thing about... I just love that tag team because, uh, you know... There, there's the Young Bucks type tag team, the Rockers type tag team, where they look the same, dress the same, and that's really cool. But then I also love those tag teams where there's just such a massive contrast, right? So you have small guy, big guy, talker, not talker, worker, you know, less of a worker. Like I just, I love that that contrast. Anyways, um, so the show itself, Hideo Itami defeated Tyler Breeze. Uh, eight minutes. Baron Corbin defeated Bull Dempsey in a no DQ match in four minutes. Blake and Murphy defeated the Lucha Dragons of Kalisto and Sankara in eight minutes to retain the tag team championships. Finn Balor defeated Adrian Neville. Now, mm-hmm. I looked at Adrian Neville and I'm like, okay, I got to hover over this name to remember who this guy was. And of course, it was Pac. Just one of those, I, I just totally forgot. Just Neville, yeah. right. Yeah, and, then, and then just the name even threw me off. So like Neville, I would have So, I mean, he was awesome, you know. And yep. I mean, still is awesome. But, you know, it was, it's a shame that it didn't work out better. Yep. He went 13 minutes. The Fatal 4-Way, which we're about to cover. And then KO defeating Sami Zayn. By knockout to win the NXT championship in 23 minutes. And again, Jeff, we'll talk about this during the batch, but I mean, look at us eight years later. And, and, yep. and part of me says, Can you believe that these guys are intertwined? And then I tell you, I'm not surprised at all. Well, haven't they been? Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't think these guys could work together or against each other. Too much to the point where I get sick of it. I, I I will tell you, I really look forward to the day where there's a documentary on the two of them start to finish. Mm-hmm. So everything that happened pre-NXT, their friendship growing up, NXT, the main roster stuff. I mean, I hope you have cameras behind the scenes right now just getting everything that's going on now involving those two. I mean, can you believe... It, it's hard to even compare it to anything. I mean, maybe Edge and Christian, where like two guys, I mean, you know, spent so much time together throughout such a long period of time and did such amazing things. Um, match ratings, uh, the Finn match, four, four and a quarter, the main event, three and a half, the match we're going to cover, we'll get into, but what a fun show. So, yeah. Dude, it's I mean the the <clears throat> story between these four women is is still going on and will go on for their entire careers. But how did we get to this match at this point in 2015? 
Yeah, I can only imagine like two, three years from now, you know, WrestleMania, you know, 42 or something is when we finally get the horsewomen match or something like that, you know, but then we're already complaining that they're past their prime or some shit, like just ridiculous. But yeah, so this one, all four women in this one were really carrying NXT in a lot of ways at this point. And so they were in almost every storyline to some degree, whether they were kind of like, you know, showing up and interfering in a match or just having matches themselves or the four of them not hot shotting the belts. I do want to point that out that there was, you know, they, they weren't just treating it back and forth there were i say long reigns 100 day plus of you know what they were doing on this one but trying to explain it's it's i try to like trim it down as much as possible for kind of how we got to this and and what happened and so of course um over the summer of 2014 and of course this show taking place it was february 11 15 you had and I will be calling her for, by her NXT name of Sasha Banks. Of Sasha Banks losing to Bailey, it was actually a match to determine the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. And so um, it was NXT TakeOver Fatal 4-Way. It was September 11th of 2014. You actually had Sasha attacking Bailey after her match with Charlotte. Um, and then eventually kind of Charlotte stopping Sasha from, from that. Um, at this point, too, you actually also had Becky Lynch turning on Bailey and aligning herself as a heel with Sasha uh, a couple weeks later on this one. It was actually Sasha beat Bailey and then Becky turning on Bailey. So something to keep in mind, you got you know Sasha and Becky on this one are kind of, or excuse me, yeah, Sasha and Becky kind of playing the heels as this storyline's coming on or becoming heels where you got Charlotte um, and um yeah uh i'll get it right uh becky being your faces on this so um it was then november at this point you really they just kind of kept attacking each other you know it, it, after matches and stuff like that you had storyline injuries you had some actual injuries like they kind of kept them out for a little bit like kind of things happening on that one um you eventually it was actually uh NXT take take over our evolution a revolution on December eleventh. Um, that Banks losing again to Char or losing to Charlotte on this one, and so again you've got all these different you know Bailey and Charlotte. Now we're at Sasha and Charlotte, and them just kind of having all these you know different matches. So she actually got a rematch. It was Christmas Day, twenty uh, fifth or twenty fourteen, uh, where again Banks losing on that one, and so. And now, again, Becky getting involved again. It was the start of the year. It was January 21st where, well, Banks got another title shot against Charlotte. She lost because Becky interfered, attacked Charlotte, DQ, title can change. And so now you've got who were aligned, Becky and Sasha, and starting to have a little animosity there. And so... um you actually, it was that night as well, too. Bailey, I think she broke her hand or something. Like, she was out a little bit um, with her injury. But when, after that match in the DQ and Banks and uh, Becky attacking Charlotte, Bailey actually came out and made the save. But after she made the save, Bailey attacked Charlotte. So, 
it was, you know, all these different angles of what this was coming at. It's actually like, while it's difficult to explain, it's actually really good storytelling in regards to how they get all the women involved in order to make you believe, okay, who hates who, who's going on here, or like, what's going on here? And so it didn't, while it it seemed like it was forced, it really wasn't because these women were the top four in NXT and they had been having, you know, storyline matches, you know, back and forth between all of them that like, they knew that they were going to be telling, you know, NXT, I say they like NXT triple H knew that, you know, working with these four was going to be the top of the card. And so it really makes a lot of sense for why, okay, we need to have a fatal four way between these four because there's only one way to settle. And if it's not in a cage, it's a fatal four way, you know? So uh, that's what we get on this one on this show. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yep. And I'm excited. It's been, I don't, it's been a long time since I've watched this match in full. I don't know if it's the same with you. So I'm excited to kind of sit and watch this one uh, and, and just kind of see what's happening. Yep. Good, man. Well, I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, Fatal Four Ways, they can be a little messy, but, you know, when you pull them off, it's it's a lot of great action. And, you know, as we know, this is not a super long match, so I'm guessing there's just going to be a shit ton of action, and it's going to be a really fun match. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, a little tricky to find this one. So we are NXT TakeOver Season 2, Episode 1. Rival 2015, season two, episode one of Takeovers. We're at the one hour and eight minute mark. One hour, eight minute. Jeff? Yeah, if you if you search just Rival on Peacock, it doesn't show up. You got to go through the NX or the Takeover. Yep. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's do this, man. Yeah. All right. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. All right, here we are. This is a huge challenge for her, but Jason, we had, we had Charlotte on the pre-show. Charlotte entering. Is that Becky on the left? She looks a lot different, man. Yeah, yeah, this is her NXT. Yeah, this is before she had any of the steampunk or anything like that. Bailey was a hugger at this point, so, yep. Yeah, not not big time backs, just backs. So, or Becky. Okay, so we got all four in the ring. Bailey's your white meat baby face. Well, let me start with that. Bailey is a baby face or a heel? Well, she had a she attacked Charlotte at the end, like I said here, and so there's really Be- Becky and Sasha are your clear heels on this one. So, um, no, no, what do you prefer Bailey as? Oh, uh, I, nowadays I would have never thought of it at this point. Definitely a, a heel at this point, I think, and I think giving her a stable was actually pretty smart too. Um, Oh, if you remember, she's a fantastic heel, and I mean, she'll be a great baby face at some point in the future. But like, for, you know, the thing is, like, for these stars, right? And like, Bailey is an absolute superstar, right? Mm-hmm. Between NXT and the main roster, how many years are you going to watch her perform? Fifteen, mm-hmm. twenty? Yeah. So, like, I mean, you have there has to be some variance to character presentation heel and baby face but it's like you know i've never thought about this before but you know outside of you know again there there's extreme examples like a john cena but for the most part if you want to be a superstar in this business you have to reinvent yourself obviously but you yeah. have to, but i think even broader than that 
you have to be able to be a really good baby face and a really good heel. Like, tell me who, again, if Hulk Hogan doesn't become a heel, his career is over in 1996. Yep. Okay. And yeah, maybe he does some nostalgic stuff, but like, he's not making millions and millions of dollars, you know, over the next few years. So it's like, you know, all of them, they have to be able to do both. I mean, even look at like Ronda Rousey, part-timer. Okay, well, if you're going to be around long enough, you're going to have to be both a heel and baby face. Like, yeah, well, you come in and you're a baby face. I mean, look at Logan Paul. Like, he's going to have to be a heel and a baby face. Brock Lesnar, you know, it's like the heel thing got old, so he needs to be a baby face. And he's being, a, I mean, obviously doing a great job in that role. But it's just, it, it's just an interesting thing to think about is like, you know, in, in wrestling school, you better be able to do both and be prepared at some point in your career to flip-flop a few times. And and But I think Bailey's just been awesome. Well, and if you remember, her hugger character was dead. Like, for whatever reason, it did not transition well to the main roster. She was the face of NXT, if you remember. She was the last of the horsewomen to leave NXT full-time. Um, you know, everybody else had been called up, which we'll talk about in the aftermath on this one. Um, and so, and for whatever reason, that character just didn't transition. But bam, when they made her the bad guy, and, and, and the character has evolved since then, too. Like, come a really long way. And now to have stable... I think really a stable that Triple H likes because he was high on Dakota Kai. He is high on EO Sky, obviously, to pair that her with them. I think that, you know, Bailey, she really carried NXT after these women left. And so, um, you know, before she could. And so I think Triple H has a lot of respect for her. And so, I mean, she's the only one with the stable. And yeah, you know, Sasha pounded on Becky at this point, so already your allegiances have fallen. Um, and Charlotte's just on the out. She's been on the outside actually after one big move. But um, yeah, I think that like they've had to now. I, I you know, and even Charlotte has just come back as face, and she said it's very. You know, there's been interviews where it's it's hard for her because she's so used to being the bad guy that um, you know, it it really it, it's difficult for her. And I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you caught with Flair came well, by, the way, watch it, by the way. Go ahead. Tonight here on the WWE Network, Sheamus saying earlier the Irish are coming. Like it's nonstop. Just yep. I mean, it's just been fantastic. I mean, really good work. Sorry, go ahead. They're do, doing a good job to not clutter the ring, too. There's only usually two in the ring, or Becky's kind of on the outside here, like you know, just kind of out of the way. Yeah. Um yeah, but I think, you know, Charlotte, it was very difficult, but at Raw 30, they had the conversation, or I think it was Ric Flair after said, he's like, you know what, Charlotte doesn't need me because if you remember, like she kind of walked, or, you know, he walked out there and then she walked out. And so I think he is fully ready to kind of pass that torch, um, you know, nothing crazy. But I think, you know, or he, or, you know, he doesn't need to be involved in any crazy storylines and stuff like that again. But, you know, and these women, too, you know, for this match, too, this was before the women's revolution. And so that's something to think about, too, that they were going oh, out here and trying to stop that. So this is before yep. that. Okay. And so you still have that, you know, you still had a lot of that going on. Um, or, you know, of really them trying to make a name for themselves. So that, oh, big spear there Jeez. from Charlotte. Um, yeah, and so scouted by Sasha Banks. You gotta figure, was that on purpose? Absolutely, she got out of the way, she didn't want to get speared. That's a young Corey Graves there, too. Yeah, making the call there. So, yeah, I think it's just 
it's interesting and so yeah at this point yeah uh i'm trying to look here so it was actually at this point it was the way of the end here but nikki bella was the divas champion at this point um and and so and would go on and lose it one of the competitors in this ring which we'll talk about but um yeah i so i think that they they were really trying to make a name for themselves and make women wrestling not be the bathroom matches. It has always been a joke like that for a long time. And so um, I'll ask you the obvious question here as well, too. Will uh, Sasha Banks, uh, Mercedes Monet, uh, will she wrestle in a WWE ring again? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I have no doubt. I think that he's going to do... Uh, oh, it's got a big knees there in the corner from her. Um, yeah, she would do the go away for a couple of years, and she would come back the conquering hero of you know the, the women's wrestling. And so, will, I, will be a bigger star when she returns. Yes, you see it all the time. They leave, and then you know thing you know things happen, and where they you know make a better name for themselves. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's. I'll tell you, it's amazing how plain Jane uh, Becky looks, and it just goes to show you, you know, how important that the look is. She just blends in. I mean, of of these four women, she has the least distinctive look. She looks like any female wrestler, right? Like with mm-hmm. her gear and her look, it just it goes to show you, you know, the the how important that look is for a wrestler just that distinctive look and she just doesn't have it at this point in her career yeah no, and none of them really do like there's not a big hurricane runner there off the top but rope Bailey she yet. has the least yeah, yeah. He's Bailey. come on Bailey come on Bailey I mean all four over but she I mean she was just so, so over yep there's the Bailey to belly or finisher Bailey's here yeah Becky Lynch. Um, I, I I'll ask. So, who is in Europe, and, and you can include Sasha. Who is been, and I, I, even I narrowed down to two. Who's been the most successful out of these four women, in your opinion? Man, so based on like who the most decorated is. I mean, it's Charlotte, right? I mean, mm-hmm. she's been in the most big matches and somehow, despite her father's, you know, shadow, she's she's just been able to really, you know, trailblaze her own path. And I mean, yes, yeah. yeah, so she's the most decorated. I will say, though, that to me, the 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 most impressive of the four and the one that I think has reached the greatest heights is Becky. Yeah, I, I agree. She, at any point, she's been the most over. Let's see what she Oh, hold on. Charlotte going oh. high risk. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I think Char- I think Becky's reached the highest highs. I mean, and we've kind of cooled off on her, and that's a point I wanted to make. But she, I think she is the biggest star at the biggest time of the four, just in terms of fan, you know. But, but again, Charlotte's going to be your biggest who you want to put on the truck because it's Ric Flair's daughter and you know our friends that haven't watched wrestling in forever and are like well, why are these women in like big spots and 
then they see, oh, wait, that's Ric Flair's daughter. Mm. Oh, wait, she's actually a hell of a wrestler. Like that, she's going to be like the poster child for women's wrestling. You know, so again, yep. I, I think it's kind of a weird answer, but that's, those are my thoughts. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Nope, two count. Uh, the, I, I will say, Charlotte has, <clears throat> I, she's done a lot. But I think Becky has had to work harder to get to where she is. She's not had all the titles that Charlotte's had. They, you know, Charlotte has the name pedigree. And so that kind of makes sense why they're treating it that way. But in regards to Becky, like, I don't, you know, what name me one of the most iconic just wrestling shots ever in the last five years is Becky after she broke her nose, standing amongst all the fans, blood dripping down her face. Like, that is to this day one of the most iconic shots in wrestling. And so, um, and you know, when she became the man, it, it was nice. Uh, the you know, if you saw, or I don't know if you saw the interview too, Rick said, Hey, I was stupid to kind of fight her on the man because she is the man now. Like, you know, it's just one of those, oh, wow, is that you it? You know, no, yeah. Well, close, but Sasha, is, like, oh, hang player. on. Whoa, gee. Ooh, oh boy, that was close, yeah. But the thing with Flair is he's made amends with everyone, so he realizes that you know he was being childish with that, just like he has with a hundred other situations with other people. So you know he's at a point in his life where he's trying to make amends, which which is smart. Um, Can the champ hang on? The champ has a. I feel like Becky should be a mega, mega, mega star. And like, I'm talking like Roman Reigns type uh, yeah. rarefied air. And I feel like they've completely blown that. And they've made her feel like too normal, like everyone else. And maybe yeah. WrestleMania season, they can heat her back up. I mean, she should be Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, uh, Roman Reigns. That's what Becky should be, in my opinion. And they've made her just blend in with the women's roster. And I absolutely hate that. So, um you know, and she's she's feuding with Bailey now, which you know that'll be a good match. Like that'll be you know that'll be fine. And so, you know, um, give, give Becky a twelve month run as the champion. Don't and I understand they're trying to make stars, but cover and that's it. oh, a little roll up. Yep. The boss. We have a new women's champion. Her first time as champion? Say again, I can't hear you over there. Is this her first time as champion? I believe so, yes. So I'll this check. was this was the era where like good, yeah, she's she's kind of being like a badass heel about it. I just felt like every time a new uh women uh would win the uh, win a title, they cry. And I was just like, man, we need someone like I love how she's just kind of towered on top. Really good. I will. The last thing I want to say, and I mean, I could I could talk about the women in this era for for hours. The last thing I'll say, Jeff, is I I feel that the WWE has done a far better job of turning women into stars than the men. Hmm. And what I mean by that is, you look at all of these women. I mean, the four of them and Bianca, Ronda Rousey. Um, you know, even what they've done with like Liv and Alexa Bliss, and and I know I'm probably missing a few. I mean, I think they've kind of dropped the ball on Shayna Baszler, but again, you go through these women and, and 
they, I mean, they have built so many stars out of these women, and I think they've done a far better job of it than the men. So it's just cool to see this moment in time. But this match was fantastic. Um, Agreed. Yeah, let's we'll, we'll talk more, but let's get into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. So what, you know, how would you summarize that? Yeah, it was great. I I am right there with you on, um, you know, the match itself was really good. There was not uh, a, a probably I actually would prefer it to be a little longer. But you I think know, I was going to say the same thing. It's if that if it goes twenty minutes, it's a better yeah. match. But I think though, then you, you then you're going to start having the okay, it overstayed its welcome argument. And so you wanted to, uh, at this point, we're trying to keep the show tight where some of the other, like none of the matches were really long on this card. And so they did, the the, the main event was just over 20 and well, close to 25 minutes. And so maybe they were trying to have time for that. And so, yeah, um, I think that that would be the only thing I'd say, but there was not downtime. All of the, like the, the kind of tie-ups and spots made sense. Um, there's not a whole lot of downtime at all. And so, yeah, like the match itself, I wouldn't really change anything. Yeah. Loved it, man. I, I just, right now we got the Charlotte, uh, Sasha handshake. I love it. A- absolutely. This was good. This whole era. I mean, everything it became, I- I'm really glad we covered this one. This was great. Yeah. So kind of. Right in a moment here, of course, you have uh, literally so Charlotte extending her hand and or, yeah, Banks and Charlotte kind of embracing, but then Banks still being the heel and pushing Charlotte away from her. Um, you know, it's still kind of play up that heel character. And so, yeah, which a nice little touch there. Yeah, it kind of keeps the fire there. And so that's good stuff. So, yeah. Yes. And to your point, she was the, so in order here, you had Paige, of course, being the inaugural champ of uh, uh, NXT women. Um, and then uh, Charlotte and then her carrying it. And now you get into Sasha carrying it. And so, um, yeah. So in the aftermath, I, so, so I'm kind of going to go through each of the women here. Real, we've got a little bit of time um you know briefly of uh, of course uh a rematch on this one banks uh retaining on that one her actually taking on alexa bliss as well too after that retaining at that one uh it was actually nxt uh unstoppable on may 20th a couple or months after this one um uh, retaining against becky lynch on this one so them having their match as well uh, you know, just again, all the women just being involved with each other at this point. Uh, over the summer, you actually had Banks and Charlotte teaming up to defeat Emma and Dana Brooke, which I had forgotten that th- it was funny because there was all these comments about it, Royal Rumble, about like, oh, Emma and Dana Brooke like, teaming up again. I had forgot that they were a tag team. And then sure enough, here we go back in 2015 at this point, like, yeah, them being. Um, a tag team. And so, but after that match in July, uh, actually Charlotte challenging banks to the championship, which she accepted. Uh, it was actually just on an NXT show in July, which banks taining at that point. And so, um, and her eventually dropping the belt would actually have been NXT takeover Brooklyn in August banks, dropping the belt to Bailey. And so, uh, ending her ring just shy of 200 days. Um, <clears throat> this match, it was actually the match of the year at the end. NXT Grand Awards. It was a very good match, but it leading to, of course, their better match, if you will, in a lot of ways, of the iron, the 30-minute Iron Woman match 
um banks defeating bailey in that one uh two fall to three and so and that was actually sasha's uh last man in nxt so in the last stories and videos out there background of uh, the cameras there when they were told about this it's actually really cool which sits them down and tells them what they're going to be doing um and so that was really cool to see so yeah so um Bailey feuded with Emma for a little bit. Um, and so, of course, we had those tag, uh, tag matches, like we said. Um, she was actually the number one contender. And so, um, you know, she had to beat, uh, like we said, Sasha uh, became the number one contender and then beat Sasha uh, to become the champion at this point. And so, um, and then the other one match, Charlotte at this point, too. Um, she. Kind of, you know, not a whole lot after this. Like, while well, she had a rematch, um, you know, really jumped up not too long after this. Like a lot of women did because it was July where um, Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha kind of made their debut too. Now, to different degrees. Like I said, there were some other match. Of course, there was the Iron Woman match. There was other matches that took place um, that – you know, they were still having down on NXT, but this was uh, literally at this point, this was the start of the, from Stephanie, the women's revolution and the diva stuff. And so, um, you know, not too long after this match would have been like July, uh, July 13th is when the, the three of them kind of made their debut. So um, big things happening would have thought like, you know, where, where it's off from this, if you remember the hashtag campaign and, and you know, giving the women a shot and all that other stuff. And so uh, they were on the forefront of a lot of that. And, you know, kind of, you know, easy to think if, you know, the right people weren't in the right place at the right time with Stephanie kind of pushing for this and doing these things. And these women not, you know, if they weren't ready, who knows what would have happened. And so um, I think just a lot of really good things, you know, coming from this, a lot, a lot of good aftermath this is a, a good story on this one because it's still being played out. We're still seeing it, which is different than most of our pay. We don't have the end game here or the full payoff, but that's okay. So um, good stuff. You got thoughts, Tom, on the aftermath before the reviews on this one? No, go, go into the reviews, man. I just, I, I love this stuff, man. This is just, there was so much, so many good things happening at this time. And, you know, it's, it's fun to look back on, what is still occurring eight years later with these women. Yep. So uh, in order, uh, highest to lowest, you had Sasha at number three on the PWI. Charlotte was six. Bailey was 11. And bringing up the tail end here is Becky Lynch at 17. And so um, all over the board here, but it's like, it, you know, I don't know why, maybe why Becky wasn't as high as, is, is that, or, you know, higher than top 10, but, um, you know, same with Bailey is sitting at 11, but you definitely argue like, you know, the others, they're where they belong. And so, um, Observer newsletter on this one. Uh, on the surface, very chaotic, but really it's simple. They just took turns with each girl getting a chance to shine for a while before getting cut off. Uh, and as she started to fight back, Sasha released the face lock and crucifix Charlotte over for a clean finish, pinning the champion to t to win the title. Beautiful, beautiful finish, just outstanding stuff. Old friend Charlotte and Sasha embraced afterwards, but then started shoving each other. This show rules four stars. Um, a Bleacher Report, I thought this was interesting on this one. They gave, uh, it kind of speaks to what we were talking about a little bit here. Triple H mentioned during live 
edition of the Boston Shield uh, that he would like to see the women get a better chance to prove their worth on the main roster. Wednesday night, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Becky Lynch prove that if that opportunity ever presents itself, they are more than willing to step up and deliver high-quality wrestling matches. So, four stars from our boy Dave. Um, thoughts, you know, where are you at on this one? What are you thinking? So, I'm going to probably go higher on this, not because of the match. I mean, the match was really good, but because of just, like, what it represents and having the four of them in the ring. And, like, that's a lot of star power. Mm. And if you put that match on at WrestleMania this year, it would headline one of the two nights. Yeah. Okay? So there's a lot here. So I'm going to make it an eight. Again, oh, w- there's four better women's matches. Well, no kidding. I get it. But not the four of them in the ring at the same time eight years ago, given what they've been able to accomplish. Looking back on that is really, really fun. And again, yep. the significance of the fact that if and when the four of them headline a WrestleMania, It'll be the biggest women's match in the history of women's wrestling and one of the biggest mania matches in the history of WrestleMania. Tell me I'm wrong. I am actually right in 8-2, and I I say that because this, like we talked about a little bit here, this match was before really any of the really notable matches that these women did. And so, and I was not watching NXT full time at this point. I don't think many people were, but you know, or it was not nearly as popular as it became. But this was one where if this was the match that they were putting on and we didn't know what was going to follow this up, like eventually in the coming, you know, months, weeks, whatever, that this was really impressive. Like it was not you know rest hold it was not necessarily you know you think of as the old kind of women's wrestling like they were out there putting on a show it was really good and so and this is one too where if you're trying to i go you know i I wish we'd been tracking since we started the show one of those matches where you're like boy this was a turning point this was really a turning point and so the reason i know that there's better out there which is why i'm not scoring it higher than an eight i think but i think for both of us i think an eight is right where it needs to be um because it was uh, no complaints here. I'm glad we covered it. Yep. That was that was a fun one. Good good work, my man. Good work. Yep. Thank you. Well, that's it. We yeah. got a doozy next week, man. I'm looking forward to that one. I I, 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 I don't I even remember where I ever, I did not know that match ever happened. You, me, either. We, we, we've got a crazy one. Uh, well, our fans guess, but it's Kurt Angle and Shinsuke Nakamura, and you can guess where it's from. And so – um, but you know, after at that point too, we will, uh, we will elimination chamber is, uh, the end of this week. Like that's it. We are officially on the road as of next week. Good. I'm pumped, man. Appreciate everyone listening. We'll see you next week on an all new episode of the panel.